0: Today's reading is from the book of Isaiah, chapter 5, verses 7 through 10, and Luke, chapter 2, verses 8 through 12. We'll be reading from the New International Translation. From the prophet Isaiah, how beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news, who proclaim peace, who bring good tidings, who proclaim salvation, who who say to Zion, your God reigns. Listen. Your watchmen lift up their voices. Together they shout for joy. When the Lord returns to Zion, they will see it with their own eyes. Burst into songs of joy together, you ruins of Jerusalem, for the Lord has comforted his people. He has redeemed Jerusalem. The Lord will lay bare his holy arm in the sight of all the nations, and all the ends of the earth will see the salvation of our God. From the Gospel of Luke. you will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger.
1: Before we dig into God's word and listen to the Holy Spirit, I invite you to pray with me. Lord, we thank you for the gift of your presence, the gift that brings joy, the gift that is good news, not just for us, but for all who you long for. So in this time of around your word, We invite your spirit to stir in us what you intend. And we thank you for the promise that your word doesn't return void, that you will do what you intend to accomplish through the good news of your salvation. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So, any of you heard some good news lately? I don't know if you're the kind that likes to read the Sunday paper still in print, anybody like reading, holding a, yeah, there we go, maybe you're the kind that likes to scroll through your phone to get the latest news, don't do it now, but if you were to do it now, you might find that there's a lot of not so good news as we read things, you know, how much of it, when you read the news, or see it on TV, or read a paper, you think, oh, it just fills me with such joy, no, it's usually bad news, right, and I think it's because a couple of reasons. Bad news sells, right? We're drawn to things that are... Our hearts go out towards things that are tragic and hard. But also, one, one journalist put it this way, that bad things happen quickly. Think of the devastating tornadoes that have gone through the Midwest. Horrible things. But good things, they take a while to unfold. And so we don't necessarily hear those in the news quite so much. And in a culture where the media is 24-7, and always there's this constant breaking news, right? It can always focus on problems. And we need to hear good news. We need to remind ourselves there is good news always. You know, the Bible never shies away from the bad news. We don't have to be naive and and just pretend that our human predicament is fine. No, think about the what we read today, what we've heard stories about, the prophets, the things that happened in Israel, all kinds of problems came. The Psalms talk about lamenting problems, the prophets pointed to destruction that was coming. Even in the New Testament, we see persecution and the life of Jesus faced all kinds of problems. But, I should say, and. In the middle of bad news, the Bible has a theme of good news throughout. There is no getting around it. The good news is that God will come, God has come, And God is coming again. And this is good news for all of us. So today we're going to take a look at what it looks like for good news to lead to great joy. Because really, the good news all hinges on the arrival of the one who showed us who God is and what it means to be his. That's the crux of Christmas. We've been in this journey um, through the uh, Advent called Arrival. I love singing that song together. I hope the words kind of stay with you. Because the arrival of Christ, the Messiah, is what it's all about. It's what the prophets pointed ahead to. And you hope you notice that during this series, we've been looking at prophecies of things that are coming and then sharing the story, the familiar but needing to be reminded of, story of Jesus' birth an arrival predicted, and an arrival revealed. And today's text that Hubert read for us show this good news of arrival, but they also show it hidden underneath there is undercurrent of exile and struggle. So if you have your Bibles, I encourage you to open them if you want, either digitally or print or whatever you have let's take a look again at that passage from isaiah chapter 52 we're going to look through verses 7 through 10 and i left my bible right down there so i'm going to have my husband bring it to me (laughs) that's not so good but i don't have to go down the stairs again isn't that nice yeah thank you so much (laughs) he's a great partner in ministry i mean in any way not just bringing my bible here but in every way so this passage in chapter 52 of Isaiah is coming in the middle of an exile where Israel has been in exile in Babylon. All before this, Isaiah had been prophesying that destruction was going to come because of the the way that the people had turned away from God. And so he's writing now, while the people are in exile. They had been the whole city of Jerusalem had been devastated by the um, armies of Nebuchadnezzar. And most of the people of Jerusalem and elsewhere had been taken into captivity, living in the place of of Babylon. And the question is, is God going to remember them? Is God going to come through? Can God be trusted to save them after the devastation he'd allowed to happen to their city and their country? And the people are waiting, and they're waiting for God to return and to rescue them. Because when the Lord returns to Zion, and Zion just stands for Jerusalem, Mount Zion, where Jerusalem is built on. So when you hear the term Zion, just think of Jerusalem or Israel. But when when God comes back, they're going to know I'm not abandoned anymore. They're going to know God is still with us. And so God, through the workings of Cyrus, the king of Persia conquers the Babylonians you can read that in your world history right and God through that begins to bring his people back from exile and that's the good news that we jump into there in verse seven how do we hear this good news coming well it kind of comes in waves and good news is sometimes that way people one person hears it then it's shared and it goes on and this good news is progresses begins with a messenger It says, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Now, I never think of feet as being beautiful, right? I don't know if you do. Mine are horrendous. Um, But what they're really saying is the beauty of the message that this messenger brings. It's so beautiful. This message, this messenger is coming out of a context of warfare, The battle has been ensuing. This is what Isaiah is imagining. There's a battle going on, and on the other side of the mountain, they're waiting to hear what's the outcome of this battle. What's going to happen? And this messenger on foot, he comes, and he's running through the mountain passes, and the watchmen now see him coming, and they know it's good news. I don't know if he was pumping his fists or giving the victory sign or just dancing. I don't know what it was. But there was something that they knew from this messenger that it was good news. And the news for Zion, the news for Judah was, your God reigns, it says at the end of verse 7 there. Proclaim salvation. We're going to say to Zion, your God reigns. He's come to deliver you. He's in charge over all things. There's nothing that he can't um rescue you from and this good news of peace that's coming it's beautiful and it comes running in to people who are oppressed it's an embodied peace they're excited for it and so the messenger comes across the way and then the watchman it's the watchman who see him coming and they watch this face they watch this um response and They get excited. They've been waiting for this news. And it says, listen, your watchmen lift up their voices. Together, they shout for joy. They shout for joy. They're so excited. They start, and it reverberates through that valley so everyone can hear this good news of joy. God's going to return to Zion. He's going to lead his people back. We are rescued. We will no longer be under the shame and the oppression of captivity. God is for us and God is with us. And then it says in verse 9, Burst into songs of joy, you ruins of Jerusalem. Now the whole city's invited into this song. It's kind of a noisy prophecy, isn't it? It starts with one person, then the watchman, now the whole city of Jerusalem. But notice what it says. Not just the city, but the ruins of Jerusalem. The broken down places of Jerusalem. And they're hearing this good news that brings comfort and peace that God has returned. He is with us. He is our ruler. Verse nine says it this way. The Lord has comforted his people. He has redeemed Jerusalem. This is good news. And so Jerusalem, even in the middle of ruins, starts to sing the song and joins in this chorus of great joy to God. Then it goes on at the end of this passage. It says, all the nations, God will show his holy arm. He'll bear his arm. That means he'll show his initiative. He'll show his actions. And all the earth will see it. All the nations will begin rejoicing. Can you imagine the noise of that? All the nations praising and thanking God. Great joy. And we're pulled into this. This rhythm this growth of joyful song you know there's something very powerful faith building about singing together and i this morning's singing together beautiful gift to hear the words and remember new and old songs that remind us of who we are maybe there's times in your life where you haven't been able to sing a song maybe this christmas season is one of them But if you're here in person or connecting with us online, you can be with others who can sing and you can stand with them in joining in the song. Now I will just say, I want to take just a moment to encourage those of you who, at least those of you who are able, to come back in person to be with God's people. There is something about our embodied faith that is needed to have that sense of joy and encouragement from one another. I am thankful beyond measure for the digital connection we have had during this um, pandemic, for the people that made it happen and continue to make it happen, and for those of you who connect with us online. We are so grateful. And yet, we are embodied people. And there's something about seeing a face and hearing a voice and connecting with others that we need as a people of God so I encourage you that this is being in proximity to one another is part of what we do to gr- uh, grow in joy and to remember that our God is with us. So as you see, God's good news resulting in great joy goes to all the nations. There isn't anyone who isn't invited into this glorious good news. And We know that the truth is God reigns, but not in fullness yet. Someday he will reign in fullness where all the nations really will see it and experience no reason for warfare, no reason for hatred, no reason for pride, for divisions. Our God will reign and all the nations will celebrate what that is. And so we too join in. We break out into songs of joy. Great joy. Because God does things and joy is rooted in God's actions because God is on the move we can be joyful. he's the bringer of good news he's the source of all joy as it says here in verse um, in the verse seven he pr- brings peace, salvation, good news. this is what our God brings to us. now even in this space even in this text from isaiah 52. It doesn't ignore the historical context any more than our songs of joy are separated from our current circumstances. Voices can rise up in joy but the singing then, a the messenger from heaven comes with this fantastic news, the best birth announcement in all of history that a savior has been born for them, the shepherds, for us, you and I as we hear it. The, this Um, song of praise doesn't just go, it goes to heavenly hosts. I mean, the song explodes with singers from heaven coming and showing up. I can't imagine how many there were, but the scripture says, heavenly hosts, a great multitude, and they sing and they praise God and their joy is uninhibited. They are seeing this event in history. If you look at there in verse Um, excuse me I'm opening it to Luke 2 the angels say glory to God in the highest we sang it Gloria in excelsis Deo glory to God and it just reverberates and I wonder if others shepherds on other hills were hearing the great news of great joy it was for everyone worldwide it was for you and for me And yet, here's the thing, even about joyful news, and the the news that the shepherds got as well. They were still stuck in the middle of an oppressive regime. Because joy, it doesn't just happen in the absence of struggle. Joy comes because our God reigns. And this is the thing about joyful news. Just like Isaiah's message and the the people of Jerusalem in a ruined area, walls broken down, in their ruins they are praising God. Ruins still in front of them. And that's the good news. God is here with us in the pleasant times and the broken down times. God is for us in all of that. The shepherds, think of them. They returned after seeing the Christ child. They returned to their lonely, low-paying jobs. Very little recognition or, or uh, in the culture there, very little favor. They went back, but they were filled with joy. Mary and Joseph even. The joy of this birth and yet they walked into places of oppression and struggle as they welcomed this God-made man into their home, into their family. Because the struggles and the sorrows, they don't erase the joy. Joy doesn't assume that salvation is fully accomplished, but the author of joy has not left us alone. Let me say that again. Joy does not assume that your salvation and joy is fully accomplished. But the author of joy has said, I will never leave you alone. That's the good news. This came true for us in our family. I think I'll get through this okay. Um, About 30 years ago, in an Advent season, our daughter Britta was born just before Thanksgiving. And that year, we had to send out an unusual birth announcement, Christmas message. Britta was born, yet, like I said, November, just a little more than three months earlier. We had faced the devastating ruin of our own lives. Our second daughter, our four-year-old Rebecca Joy, was tragically killed in a car accident that our whole family was part of. And let me tell you, those months, those years... We're like being in exile. Devastation. And the pain was so constant that we lost sense of who we were and definitely lost sense of where God was. We wondered if God was really present with us. We didn't know if joy would ever return in the full way. And in the middle of that, our daughter Britta was born. A gift of joy to us. But how were we going to share the good news of Britta's birth in the middle of the news of Rebecca's entrance into heaven? And so we we didn't know what to do, and we put together a birth announcement that is unlike any birth announcement we've ever done. We decided to speak the truth, the good news, alongside the deep pain. And this is some of what we wrote. The Christ of Christmas has met us this past year in deepest sorrow and in new joy. Christ came at Christmas to meet near us in rejoicing and in mourning, in victory and suffering. And we went on to say, Britta Christine, born on November 20th, Rebecca Joy entered eternity on August 3rd. This is the joy that is ours in Christ that says even when suffering comes, there is a God who is still reigning. The angels were saying the same thing that the prophets had said way back in Isaiah's time. Circumstances were different. Struggles were still there. But God is reigning. And God brings joy. And the news is the same for all of us today, too. There is a Savior. A Savior's been born for you, for me, for all of us, for the world, and brings peace and comfort in his presence with us. That's the gift of the joy of Advent as we light this candle. Joy even in the middle of ruins, even in times of devastation. God comes near to us in Jesus. He redeems every kind of exile we might experience. God is close to us in our suffering. This isn't news we keep to ourselves any more than the messenger did, or the watchman, or the angels, or the shepherds. Because good news is meant to be shared Wherever it comes, even in the middle of painful things, good news is meant to be shared. It spills out. The truth of it comes out. We know that the shepherds, when they heard this, they went and found the baby in the manger. They met Mary and Joseph. And then the scripture tells us this in Luke 2.17. When they had seen him, when the shepherds had seen that Messiah, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherd said to them. They spread the word. And everyone that they met got to hear the amazing story of joyful news coming to them. The same is true for us, friends. When we've experienced the goodness of god's presence with us when we know it in the deepest part of our being regardless of the circumstances around it we aren't meant to keep it to ourselves good news gospel that's what gospel means when we talk about sharing the gospel it's just we're we are the gospel our lives and jesus presence with us is the gospel that we bring out into everyday world Isaiah talked in the first part of this passage about bringing things. The messenger was bringing things and proclaiming things. And I would use those two words for us too to be good news sharers. We bring the presence of Christ just by who we are. Those of us who claim to know Jesus Christ know he lives within us. And so when we walk into any situation, the presence of Christ is there. We bring Christ into where we go, in the way we love and lead and care and work. We bring the presence of Christ, and this is good news. It shines through us. But we also bring it through what we proclaim. We need to say the word sometimes, friends. We need to tell people the difference. Kyle brought this up in his uh, prayer at this This morning. The difference in my life, it's not me, it's Jesus. And I want you to know the good news. I want to proclaim it. I want to say it out loud. God still reigns. LA and I wanted to remind people, even in the worst devastation of our lives, God still reigns and His joy can be ours as well. So, whatever you're facing, Or have faced this year. Maybe it's been a good year. Pleasant things are on the horizon. Maybe it's been a really hard year. Circumstances are like ruins and exile. Whatever the case, friends, you and I have good news to share. Sometimes it's shared through tears. And that's okay. It's still good news of great joy invading all the spaces of our lives because our God reigns. A Savior has been born for me, for you, for us. For each person you're going to encounter this day, this week. Don't keep this announcement of this arrival to yourself. This is good news of great joy, which is for all the people. Isaac Watts penned words long ago that we hear every Christmas And I just want to remind you of them before we sing them. Because put to the majestic uh, music of Handel, we sing of joy to the world. And because he reigns one day, the curse of sin and death is going to be gone forever. And this is how the song says it. Joy to the world. The Savior reigns. No more let sin and sorrows grow. He comes to make his blessings flow as far as the curse is found. One day, friends, the curse of sin and death will be forever gone and his reign will be glorious. And we will be like those angels singing glory, glory to God in the highest. And until that time, we can still sing that great news. We can still share that with the people we encounter because God is still with us. God's reign, seen in part now and coming to fulfillment in the future. That is our hope and we hold to it fast. I invite you to pray with me. Lord, you you came to be part of us you took on our, our humanity, our frailties. You took on our brokenness. You even took on death. And Lord, this is good news in the middle of hard things that there is a Savior who comes to bring comfort and hope and peace. And whatever we're facing this day, we can be the ones who share that good news with a world that desperately needs to hear it. Lord, give us courage to both be and proclaim this good news in this week. May Advent be a season where we explode with joy whatever's happening around us. And that we would tell others, you are the reason for this joy. We pray this in the powerful name of Jesus, our Redeemer, our joy. Amen.